Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Marks and Reese on a Tuesday. Johnny Marks in the Ikeries chair today. He's still recovering from his uh, his minor accident yesterday, minor car accident yesterday. Tom Kelly, TK, what's up, dude? What's going on, John? How you doing, man? Are you okay? Is the neck okay? I feel okay. Next ne- neck was a little stiff when I woke up, but I just think it was my pillow. I think I'm fine. <laughs> I don't think it's anything Hold regarding on. the accident yesterday. I think I'm all right. You use my, the my pillow? You use my pillow or no? no I don't. Oh, no. You, oh, you no let me clarify. Pillow. I do not use my pillow. My my personal pillow at home. Not the best, so maybe that's why my. Do you like a thinner thing. pillow or a thicker pillow? What do you? What is your go-to? I like I like a thicker pillow. All ultimately, right. I, I need some. I, I need more. Uh, you need neck support? stable support for my neck. Yes. Well, there you go. Dan Wilson in for Jack Fritz again today. Lot to talk about. You know, sometimes, like in this job, you not that you rely on the news cycle, but when when things when there isn't a lot going on in the world of sports. Sometimes a story happens or something happens where it's like, oh, well, here's something to talk about today, right? So Debo Samuel last night on the Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio, he actually didn't say anything inflammatory about the Eagles. Zach asked him because earlier in the offseason, he spoke about the Eagles, and we know the whole thing with the 49ers, the 40 whiners, how multiple players have been, whoa, we would have beat them, and wah, 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 wah. What was notable from the interview is that Zach pressed him a little bit and Debo just hung up on him. So Zach asked him about it. He didn't he didn't give much. Uh Zach followed up with him, almost just like wanting to wanting him just to give like not to rip the Eagles, but to say Engage in the interview a little bit. Engage. Correct. Engage in the conversation. Be like, oh yeah, you know, that should be a lot of fun. It's a hostile environment. When we go there, we're looking for them. But Debo's not a very good interview interview. Like I, I'm surprised that they booked him for 15 minutes to do an interview. It was for a sponsorship, right? Like he was sponsoring something, so you bring him on and you mention the sponsor, and then you get time with the player. I don't think he's a very good interview. Right. But anyway, he so clearly there's still a lot of um, a lot of ill feelings about the Eagles from the 49ers standpoint. So Dan Wilson put together the offseason of the 49ers here, starting, I mean, it may be with Debo, but Debo from last night. So here's what the 49ers have said so far this offseason about the Eagles. All right, so that was Kyle Shanahan. Man, you got to, that that baby is as annoying as anything I, even worse than any, any of my babies crying. There, uh, Tom Kelly. Yeah, I mean, that's worse than your babies? Yeah, for the sure. Baby, the babies at home, I think, are, are worse, personally. Well, anyway, that was the, that, that was that's the Niners offseason, essentially, right there. From players, the kicker, Saying make Jalen Hurts beat you, right? Like the kicker commenting on this, with ending with the head coach Kyle Shanahan being like, oh, "I want him later on to make sure you're healthy." Okay, I don't, I don't blame you because the Eagles are a good team. I, I'd want him later on as well. Um, we talked about this the day of the Jason Kelsey Team 62 event, to where for me the biggest game of the year is the 49ers and the Eagles. And by the time we get to that game. It will clearly be one of the biggest games of the year in the NFL. The Chiefs are playing the Eagles, too. That's going to be a big game. But the Chiefs also haven't whined all offseason about losing. They didn't about, lose. About, but No, I know. But, the, but what I'm saying is that there's been no, you know, the Chiefs won. The Eagles, the Eagles whining a little bit about the turf. I think both teams have whined about the condition of the turf. But so, but I'm saying it's like that's why that's what's going to make this game so big is that there has been a lot of, oh, that's a bad rule and we should have had a third quarterback and hopefully they hopefully they changed that rule and we would have beaten him if we would have had Brock Purdy and blah, 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 blah. Well, listen, don't, if you're the offensive line, don't let your quarterbacks 
get beat up and knocked out of a game if you're not going to carry a third quarterback, right? And now you get that you wind your way into a rule being changed, which is whatever, I don't care. But I hate the 49ers. I hate the players. I hate the head coach. I hate the franchise. I hate the fans. And I hate the media. I hate the San Francisco media. The uh, morning roast on our sister station in San Francisco, 95-7 the game, they were up to their old annex, hating Philadelphia and Philadelphia fans. We'll play that coming up here in a little bit. But public enemy number one in Philadelphia right now for me, the number one rival in Philadelphia right now is the San Francisco 49ers, and it's never been more clear than right now. I can't wait for this season, Tom Kelly. I don't understand. And, John, I totally disagree. Like, I don't understand the 49er stuff. I don't understand why this occupies so much space in our head. I mean, do they sound like babies a little bit? Their quarterback went down short. But this is what happens when you lose that kind of a game. This is what teams do. Like, and whatever they need to tell themselves to justify why they lost, I don't care. It doesn't affect me. It shouldn't affect Eagles fans. And guess what? This and this is what nobody wants to admit. We're no different, John. Like, we're still crying about the turf. I'm, you know, with a lot of family this week and my in-laws. And you know what they're still complaining about? The James Bradbury flag and how the refs call that that foul in that spot. I mean, how is that any different, though, than what the 49ers are doing? Because that was a legitimately bad call. But it's crying about extenuating circumstances. And the turf was legitimately terrible turf. And the NFL should be embarrassed that they gave that turf. But it's the same sort of thing. It's not. It is. It absolutely is. The Niners lost the game and they're complaining about their quarterback going out. Can you look at it and be annoyed by it? Fine. But the idea that this is now like the biggest rival, why are we we letting them occupy this space in our head? That's not bigger than, I mean, you're Mr. Cowboy hater. You hate the Cowboys. I've been called a Cowboy fan even recently. (laughs) Well, well, I can vouch for the fact that you are not a Cowboy fan. Well, thank you, The Cowboys is a much bigger rival, obviously. The Giants is a much bigger rival. The Giants? The Chiefs, yeah, the Giants are, in my mind, they're bigger than the Cowboys, but that's an entirely different thing. The Chiefs game is bigger like there are so many more you know big spots interesting spots on the schedule than the 49ers the 49ers are a good team like they're they are a formidable team could that game have been more competitive Brock Purdy was the quarterback yeah I think it could have been do I think the Niners would have won it no but I don't care what they have to say I'm not gonna let it occupy our space let me tell you why you're wrong because we had this exact same thing happen and we didn't whine like the 49ers fans team, organization, head coaches whining. Carson Wentz got knocked out of a game against Seattle, a playoff game against Seattle, early on in that game, right? He was cheap-shotted. He was out of the pocket. It should have been a penalty, and the guy should have been fined and suspended. And you know what? Like, I, I don't remember afterwards being like, oh, screw the Seahawks. We would have beaten him if Carson Wentz was in there. Screw Russell Wilson. Screw Pete Carroll. Wah, 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 wah. We did like two weeks worth now, of Jadavian clowning shows. Right, I know, because it was a cheap shot and it should have been a penalty. But there was there was never any talk of, well, screw the Seahawks. We would have beaten them if Carson Wentz would have been in there and they need to change. Blah, 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 blah. No, like you realize that when you go to your backup quarterback, guess what? You're probably going to lose the game. And that's what happened to the 49ers. They cleanly knocked out both quarterbacks. Both quarterbacks knocked both of them out. 
So when Brian, wait, what was his name that had to come in? Josh McCown. When he had to come into the game and he pulled his butt muscle or whatever he pulled, yeah. the game was over. What? Just like when Josh Johnson and, and Brock Purdy were gone, the game was over. You deal with it. Well, John, one of us is misremembering here, and I think it's you, because I remember us doing a hell of a lot of bitching after that it game. It was a dirty about the Eagles hit. Losing that it game. was and, a dirty hit. <laughs> so what? It's still the same thing. Whether it's a dirty hit or not, we were crying at the time okay, about Carson okay. Wentz being knocked out. Okay. Same thing. It's okay, no different. Okay, fans, right? Fans, sports radio, like, you almost have to separate that. Because if this was just fans that were complaining, because I, I, I listened to the, the the show, The Morning Roast, with Bonte and, and Joe Shasky. And in context, the whole conversation, they even said that Debo's comments earlier on this offseason, they didn't like, and they thought it made them look weak. They didn't like the complaining of the team, right? So even the media was saying, like, yo, like, stop it. They beat you. But the players, there were no Eagles players that were that were coming out and saying, well, we would have beaten the Seahawks and we want a rematch because the quarterback got hurt and they, the quarterback shouldn't get hurt so the game shouldn't count. That's essentially what the 49ers are doing right now. They want to redo because both of their quarterbacks legally got knocked out of the game because the Eagles' defense kicked their ass. But doesn't it say something about us that we still care? Like, why do we care what they say? 2155, because it's annoying. That's why. It's annoying. They're yapping their way. And by the way, they're also a good team, too. They're not a great team. They're a good team. But they're yapping their way, just like any other franchise that you hate or that you don't like. That's how you become a rival. You don't become a rival with a franchise because you play each other and you're both good. You become a rival because there's other factors that make them a bitter rival. And that's what the 49ers have become. Well, I'll go back to Jason Kelsey's iconic speech at the parade in 2018. And it was tremendous. But one thing he said is categorically false, saying no one likes us and we don't care. It's actually no one likes us and we care a lot because that's the way we're handling this 49er thing. We got to move over this. Who cares what they say? We're superior to them, John. We're above them. Let's move on. They can cry about Brock Purdy all they want. Why do we care? 215-592-9494. I I hate the 49ers. I hate the, the whiny players. I hate the franchise and Kyle Shanahan and you should get a skateboard with that hat that he wears. You know, the flat rim hat doesn't he doesn't look like a football coach and wears that hat. He looks like he should be riding a skateboard. Good coach, Shannon. He is, he, well, listen, he is a good coach. He's absolutely a good coach. Um, uh, Brock Purdy, if he is back this year, the 49ers will not be going to the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy will be exposed in his second year as nothing more than a game manager. And the 49ers will not be in the NFC Championship game. They're going down. They're overrated. We'll talk about that. Elliot's going to join us in studio. I don't buy the 49ers, but the number one rival in Philadelphia right now is the San Francisco 49ers. And I want to smash them when they come to town this year. If the Cowboys were, were, to, were to split with the Eagles and the Eagles win one game and the Cowboys win the other, obviously where the game is and what it – like that will matter. The details of the game and the and – if it means more at that point in the season, matters. But right now, looking at the games, there's no bigger game than the 49ers. And I know they're playing the Chiefs. There's no bigger game than San Francisco coming here. Because if San Francisco comes in here and beats the Eagles, what they're saying now is correct. What they're saying is, yeah, we are a better team than you, but we lost our quarterbacks. Because that's really what they're saying is, we don't believe in Jalen Hurts. We don't believe in the Philadelphia Eagles. We would have beaten them. They're soft. We would have beaten them, but we lost our quarterback and there was no chance. And you know what? If we beat Kansas City on Monday night, we're going to be saying the same thing. Oh, well, if we played on better turf, then we would have won that game. It's the same well, thing. You might what have- the Eagles are doing is no different. And I love Brandon Graham. We all love Brandon Graham. 
Brandon was still complaining about the turf as of last week. That's no different from what the 49ers are doing. No different at all. Sure it is, because the turf did suck. The, tur- the, tur- the turf did suck. Their quarterback got knocked out. No, I, I, I know. Yeah, I know. By the Eagles' defense. Yeah. They, they didn't slip on bad turf, and he had the, the, we didn't have a quarterback because, like, oh, my God, he slipped on a banana peel that a fan threw, and that's why he was out of the game. No, over the course of the game, because your offensive line and your head coach and whatever else didn't protect the quarterback, both of them are gone. And either way, it's crying about extenuating circumstances, two no one, matter how it happens. 215-592-9494. We'll take some phone calls here. Scott in Vegas leads us off. Scott, go ahead. How are you? Tom... John, what's going on? What's up? How are you, Scott? Doing good. I want to give a shout-out to Ike, too. I'm sure he's listening. Hope he's feeling better. Ike but is on vacation he... this week. He is uh, not listening. but Oh, okay. <laughs> Hopefully he's fine. enjoying the vacation. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure he is. <laughs> but I, you know what really bugs me about this? And nobody talks about this. It's the same thing that happened to us two years ago, and we never said anything about it. Carson Wentz took a cheap shot. Uh, Josh McCown tore his hamstring, and we didn't have a third quarterback. He had a play on a torn hamstring in a game that we could have won. It wasn't like it was 31 And no players came out whining and complaining like the 49ers team did. Not Nobody did. You're yeah, right, Scott. And, You're and, right. Yeah, and, and it wasn't – we hit the guy in the pocket. Clowney took a questionable shot on him outside of the pocket. That's, that's why it's like – it's so shocking to me that it's like, hello, it's football. That's what happened. We yeah. still cried about it as a fan base, though. Yeah, like, but we play, still cried the, about it for the, weeks. But, but the players didn't because it it was a cheap shot, and then when he didn't get fined, it reignited everything. But like, I I don't remember having any conversations of like, oh well, you know, like this player's coming out and saying like, man, yeah, it was a cheap shot. We shouldn't. Have, we should have won that game, and that game shouldn't count. And man, like that's the 49ers. The 49ers, but the 49ers, their behavior this offseason is disrespectful. It's flat out yep. disrespectful. I tried to ask down in uh, down in Seattle. I tried to ask Landon Dickerson. I'm like, you hear what the 49ers are saying? What what's your comment? He didn't want anything to do with it. He wisely didn't comment on it because Brandon did comment, and some other players have commented commented. But I mean, listen, Scott. All I know is this: I'm ready for what, I'm ready for them to come back to town. I'm ready for 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 yep. 49ers. Is it a 4:25 game? I think it's going to be a big game. 4:25 December third. Uh-huh. There you go. I'm ready for it, too, and, and I'm going to make a prediction for you guys now. It's almost like a, a boxing match where if one guy comes in too emotionally charged, we're going to kick the shit out of him. Whoa! I, I have oh, excuse me. We're gonna... That's all right, Scott. Thank you. There you go. All right. Well, he's fired up. Hey, he's see fired that? up for the game. See? I was just looking throughout the schedule here, though, John. I wouldn't – I think this is maybe like the seventh biggest game on the Eagles' schedule this year. Just, just, I mean, they have the two stop. Cowboys games. They have the two Giants games. I think the New just England stop. game. I mean, don't you want to spoil the big Tom Brady day back in New England in week one? You want to get off to a good start in the opener. Not even the top five. Chiefs game as well. Seventh biggest game of the year. Come on, man. Seventh biggest game of the year. It is. You can make an argument the Chiefs game is bigger because it's a Super Bowl rematch, but you're not going to hear the chirping leading up to the game that you're going to hear about this. These 40 whiners. And actually, Debo didn't want to talk about it in, in the Zach Gelb interview. That's why he hung up on them. So you wonder if they're going to button it up and Shanahan's going to say, all right, like let's stop talking about it. Although he he played into he it He talked as about well. it too. He played into it too. He was like, Dan I Wilson. want a full-strength team to go play the Eagles. Yep. So what do you think about this, Dan Wilson? I th- I, so I sit somewhere in between the two of you. I'm, I don't think we should resort to saying the 49ers are the biggest rivaler because I think they're losers. I think this complaining has gone way over the top. And I think if we 
allow ourselves to be bothered by it. Like, we beat the 49ers, and it was the 49ers coach's fault, Shanahan. He shouldn't be complaining because he got his quarterback injured, allowing Hassan Reddick to have a free shot yep. at Brock Purdy. I don't think, I think the Eagles are a better team than the 49ers. I kind of agree with Elliot, in this, and he's coming up at 3 o'clock. I don't want to spoil it too much, but that he he tweeted out earlier that he thinks the 49ers are fraud contenders. I think the Eagles are better than the 49ers, and if we are better, we should act like we're better, and we shouldn't, you know, stoop down to their level. So, so, so kind of like what we do with the Cowboys. You know what I mean? Like, a, a, any more, like, we, we're not punching up to the Cowboys. We'd be punching down We'd be down punching to down Cow- to the Cowboys. Right, exactly. Well, I mean, I'm pun- I'm punching down to the 49ers right now. No, I'm, I'm anti-punching down. I'm punching down. No, I want to. Because, well, I, because I hate them. This is the problem. They deserve though. it. To, to Dan's point, we're acting like we're punching up. Like, why are we worried no, with punching down. No, I'm punching down. I don't mind punching down. But just laugh at them. I don't laugh need- at them and move on. We're the team to beat in the Sanders. NFC, not them. No, that, no, you're right. But also, like, it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful to act like, A, that it was a foregone conclusion that you would have beaten them if you didn't lose your quarterback. It's not Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or a guy like that, right? It's Brock freaking Purdy. All right, that's A. B, like, <laughs> your quarterbacks were injured over the course of a game. The defense the defense beat you and beat you up. So, like, that's part of the game. So, yeah, sorry that you lost your quarterbacks because they were sacked and they couldn't continue and play. Like, that's part of the game. And once again, like I understand they were different circumstances, but this is what teams do to 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 make themselves feel better, to make themselves feel like they didn't come, I don't come remember, up small. I don't remember. No, no, I'm talking about the Super Bowl, John. Because what the what the Niners did, they lost that game, and they're telling themselves why they should have won that game and, and why they would have won that game. The Eagles are not doing anything different by complaining about the turf. It's it's the same thing to me. It's no, the, the exact but, same. But, thing. but the the turf was actually. A, a a factor in the game and, and is it's embarrassing for the NFL. The NFL to blame the players for the turf. That's what re brought it up. Is the NFL was blaming the players according to, to blame the Clark sod father too. Yeah, well, listen, I do blame the sod father. And the Eagles are using it as an excuse for them not performing well that day. Well, I, I mean, it's really that simple. I think they're just being honest and saying that it was a factor in what happened in the game. And I and by the way, like and so was Brock Purdy being knocked out. I did, but 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 also that's within the game. Is Brock Purdy being knocked out? The field conditions is a factor that you don't doesn't normally happen. That you that shouldn't be a factor in a game. It should be a factor in a game if it's raining or something like that. Mother Nature, what are you going to do? Like the, the fog ball in 1988, right? That was Mother Nature. I remember being so disappointed that day, and I felt like the Eagles would have beaten the Bears. But what are you going to do? I've heard Eagles fans complaining about the fog ball for 35 years, John. I've heard the stories. I'm too young to remember it, but I have heard Eagles fans complaining about that for 35 years. It's the exact same thing. We're no different. We're no different than the Niners fans are. So you don't feel any way about the Niners? No, I don't care. I mean, I think they're a good team. I think the Eagles are better. They'll play in December. It'll be a, a probably a big game because they're two good teams, but no added emotion because of what happened a few months ago. One of the best rivals in the city right now, 49ers-Eagles. 49ers-Eagles, one of the biggest rivals? No, they're one not the best, one, of the one of the best rivalries in the city right now. No, I would disagree with that. 215-592-9494. Marks and Reese, that's Tom Kelly. 215-592-9494. They're public enemy number one. Debo is. That, didn't that kicker retire? He's, he's not on the team anymore. Robbie Gold? Yeah. Yeah, he what a way to go out. I feel like he never missed a kick, Robbie Gold. Um, you know, he was good from he couldn't really kick from beyond forty, but from forty and in, he was money. Awesome. Yeah, just just what you don't want in a modern day NFL kicker. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like Gary Anderson. Uh we'll take your phone calls coming up. Also, uh the morning show at ninety five seven the game in San Francisco.
my my program my old program director at another stop here in town. He now is the program director or the brand manager of ninety five seven the game in San Francisco. I texted him this morning and I said, "Let me know if your morning guys start talking about this Debo issue." And they did, and I got exactly what I was looking for. We're gonna play that audio coming up next. Also, Tom, I like. I feel like because Ike's not here, people want to call in and ask for Ike juice, but there's no Ike, so people aren't going to call in and ask for Ike juice. But you know what they can call in and ask for? What's that? Mark's Milk. Mark's Milk. Oh, man, the Mark's Milk's back. This is is years ago where we said, well, if Ike has juice, I should have milk. It didn't catch on. I I know his name is somewhat, uh, I guess, taboo on this show, but that was a Ben Livingston thing, right? Yeah, it's not taboo with right. me, it's just with Jack. Yeah, with Jack. I know yeah, Jack's is, a little sensitive about Ben references. This is a for the, the first producer of the Marks and Reese show, Ben Livingston, yes. That Interesting was Interesting guy, that Ben Livingston. I think that was before my time at the Marks it's, Milk. It sure was. Yeah. It was a, it's a throwback. It it's, a, it's a big throwback. I don't think I've ever experienced a Mark's Milk drop before. It was, it was around that Eagles-Seattle game, I think, that Mark's Milk was having its, uh, its heyday. No, I think it's before that. Oh, before that, okay. Yeah, I think before that. So, does Dan Wilson look like a guy that, that drinks a nice big glass of ice-cold milk at dinner? Yes. I does. love milk. Absolutely <laughs> like, love milk. The, the one Chocolate guy who milk know, especially. who brings in milk is Tuck, Tucker's a Tucker big milk Tucker brings guy. in a gallon of milk. It'll have like milk and lasagna it. or something. And chili. Yeah. 215-592-9494. That photo you guys tweeted out during the pandemic was a winner. The the chili and milk. The chili was, and milk yeah. picture with Tucker, yeah. Ugh. Coming up, uh, have the 49ers become the biggest rival in the city? And we'll play you what the morning show at the game in San Francisco had to say about us. Marks and Reese on 94 WIP. Hey, listen, let's talk about Mark Schuler's for a second. I was at Mark Schuler's on Saturday afternoon hanging up there with the crew, Josh and David, um, and then uh, David who helped me. But uh, an amazing selection. My um, anniversary is coming up tomorrow. So I had to uh, you know, run up there, and I'm like, all right, let me check some stuff out. Got an amazing gift. So – no matter the occasion, right, whether it's a birthday, anniversary, whatever, maybe you don't need an occasion, Mark's Jewelers has the best selection of everything. And if you're getting engaged, right, so you're ready to get engaged, you know you're ready to get engaged, it's like, all right, where am I getting the ring? There's one place, Mark's Jewelers. Uh, Jim, the team at Mark's Jewelers can help you with all kinds of options. So maybe you're like, well, my budget's not that much. Trust me, they can get you something that you love. Budget, style, all kinds of options. And there's no Philly sales tax. So you're going to save a lot of money just by coming to Mark Schuler's in Montgomeryville. There's ample, safe, and secure parking and 15,000 square foot showroom. I mean, the place is unbelievable. So much selection. And they have over over 2,000 five-star Google reviews. That's my jeweler, Mark's Jewelers. Visit marksjewelers.com and tell them that I sent you.